Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, your guide to the world of Korean skincare and everything you need to know to perfect your K-beauty routine. I am, of course, coming to you live from Seoul, South Korea, the home of Korean beauty. And on today's episode, I want to jump straight in because... April is Rosacea Awareness Month. This has been dedicated uh, by the National Rosacea Society in the States. Uh, And basically it is a month where we can, you know, talk about this disease, this disorder, which is estimated to affect actually more than 16 million Americans. So a lot of people. uh, And I know that it can be a particularly debilitating one for people. It can be a real battle, uh, particularly to find skincare products that won't irritate your skin. So what I wanted to do uh, to sort of, you know, kick off Rosacea Awareness Month is have a chat to you guys about what it actually is, some of the symptoms, Uh, and things that, you know, can trigger it, can make it worse, uh, as well as some of the things that you can actually do for your skin if you do have rosacea and some of the Korean beauty products that sort of won't aggravate any further. Now, obviously, if if we are talking about something like this, this is a disorder. So you are going to need to go and see a doctor, a medical professional in order to get a diagnosis for this firstly. Uh, But also because, you know, this is a condition to help, you know, manage your symptoms and things like that. So I will talk about that throughout the episode. You know, I am not a doctor. I have to caveat that by saying that. So I'm not trying to give you medical advice. This is more just awareness raising, Uh, particularly some people don't always realize that that is what they have. So why don't we start from the very beginning? What is rosacea? It is a chronic disorder. It's characterized by flare ups on the skin and unfortunately that is often on the face. Uh, It typically begins after the age of 30 and it can be present on uh, the cheeks, the nose, the chin, the forehead, and it's a redness. It may come and go. Uh, So how to know what are some of the symptoms and signs that you might have it? If your face looks like you're blushing and you get bumps that are a little bit like acne, then that might be uh, you know, a sign to you that you do have rosacea. Uh, and as I mentioned, your doctor will be able to diagnose this. And if not your local GP, then a dermatologist for sure will be able to diagnose uh, you with the condition. Uh, so other symptoms that you might get if you do have rosacea, some people also get eye problems like a redness, a swelling, a pain. Some people get a stinging and burning of the skin, patches of rough, dry skin, larger pores, uh, broken blood vessels, particularly around the eyelids. Rosacea and issues with the eyelids often do go hand in hand. So things like bumps, broken blood vessels, even problems seeing. So there can be quite a few different symptoms. Uh, And there are also a a few, I guess, factors that make your chances of getting rosacea higher than the average, higher than other people. And some of those factors include if you are, like we mentioned, between the ages of 30 and 50. So after 30 is when you can probably start being like, 
this could be a little bit more on your radar if you're also experiencing some of these other things. If you're a woman, unfortunately, women are more likely to get it. If you have light skin, blonde hair, and blue eyes, uh, so that's another risk factor. If you have a family member with rosacea, unfortunately, it does tend to run in families. I myself, one of my best friends, uh, she's had it and her mum also has it. So that is definitely another risk factor. Unfortunately, if you've had severe acne, this is also another sort of pre like precursor or chance that you might get it. And if you smoke. So they are just some of the factors. And as I mentioned, with rosacea, symptoms can come and go. They might flare up for a couple of weeks, you know, disappear and then come back. And that's why getting treatment is so important because what happens is if you don't actually take care of the rosacea, the redness and swelling can get worse. And sometimes that can become permanent. So this is going to be one of those conditions that if you have it, know that you will need to have you know, a trip to the doctor, a trip to the specialist and have a chat through things. So why do we get it? What causes it? Unfortunately, again, this is another condition that people are not doctors, scientists are not 100% sure what causes rosacea. Genes may be a factor because it does run in families. Uh, blood vessel trouble. So if you have issues with your blood vessels, then that could be a cause. Uh, mites also could be a cause, particularly demodex. So this is one of those things you might not even know that you have it, but it actually normally lives on our skin and normally isn't harmful. But some people have a heightened sensitivity to the de demodex, basically, and that could actually irritate their skin. Also, having too many of them might irritate your skin as well. Other things that if you have rosacea, you might notice trigger it include things like sunlight, hot or cold temperatures, wind, stress, uh, alcohol can be a big one. Uh, if you do really intense exercise, obviously, you know, that increases our redness for a lot of people, uh, hot baths. So you will notice that a lot of these things that if you do have a skin sensitivity, they might trigger it as well. Uh, eating hot or spicy foods as well. Uh, and then the other thing to keep uh, in mind, I guess, if you are talking about rosacea, some things that can trigger rosacea include some medicines as well. So if you're on blood pressure drugs, uh, if you're on steroids, then that can sometimes uh, contribute to it as well. Uh, now, in terms of how we deal with it, obviously there is the medical piece and, you know, that is, I guess, a, uh, a personal thing to be determined between you and your doctor. But then there is also the at-home piece as well. And that's more what I want to run through in a little bit more detail. So when I say the at-home piece, we're talking about skincare products, regular skincare products. We're not trying to treat our rosacea with these skincare products. We're really just trying to manage, you know, the, the issues that our skin is facing. So we want to try and avoid anything that's going to irritate the skin, that's going to make it more sensitive and basically just try to calm it down. That's what we're talking about. So we're not talking about medicated products here. That is, you know, something that I think you would be better to talk to with your doctor about because there are medica medications, medicines that can help. And then there are also medicated like products, medicated cosmetic products that can help as well. Those are all things that I will leave you guys to talk to uh, 
with your doctor about. There are also other some uh, some other procedures that you can get if you do have rosacea. Things like lasers and things like that. So that's another thing to talk to with your specialist about. So I'm going to leave that and instead just focus on some of the more practical things that you can do at home. So obviously, if you have a condition like this uh, and you are experiencing a flare up, you're going to need to make sure that you test out any of your new products before you apply them to your face. So patch testing, we've spoken about this before. Uh, before you apply anything all over your face, particularly if you have known ingredient allergies or sensitivities, it's a really a must. So to do that, you can use a small amount of the product on your neck. Uh, and basically, if you have any adverse reaction to it at all, just stop using it immediately and then make a note of the ingredients in the product. Now, just doing that once is probably not going to tip you off to what the ingredient is that you have a problem with. But if you do this with enough products, you will start to notice that there are some similarities in the ingredient list, and that could potentially be one of your triggers that causes a flare up. So that's why we're doing patch testing so that we can isolate the, the product, the ingredient that doesn't agree with you. Unfortunately, once you've already put it all over your face, uh, you know, I've done this before. I've done this many times before because sometimes I just can't help myself. If it's already all over your face, then it's too late. Uh, at least, you know, if you can't help yourself and sometimes, you know, and you just want to put it on your face, at least just put it on one area of your face. Uh, I did this last year with a sunscreen product uh, that I tried and I only put it onto my forehead and literally in, almost immediately my forehead just broke out in all of these bumps. So if that is you, you know, then you know immediately, obviously that that is the product that caused it because you only put it on that one spot. But really the best way to do it is to apply it to a place like your neck before you put it all over your face. It's just really hard to come back from that. And it will normally take a couple of days then to settle back down. So in terms of ingredients to avoid, these are the ones that the National Rosacea Society actually recommends avoiding. So alcohol, witch hazel, fragrance, menthol, peppermint and eucalyptus oil. Now, the one thing I will say about this is, you know, there might be some products that contain tiny, tiny traces amount, uh, trace amounts of some of these, and you might not have a problem with them. But in terms of like big ticket things to be looking out for, those are the ones on the list. Uh, it's also a good idea to avoid astringent products, exfoliators, uh, other skincare products that are just, you know, harsh on the skin. You know, any products that have like little beads or things like that in them, uh, I would recommend avoiding. And the same goes for things like towels. You know, I would not be rubbing a towel all over your face. Just pat your skin dry after you've finished doing your skincare routine. So they are some things to keep a look out for. What might you like to try? And again, when I set, when I give you this list of ingredients, I definitely want you to still patch test before you go in with them, please. Uh, these are basically ingredients in Korean beauty that have soothing, moisturizing, and skin softening properties. So they may be suitable for you. I'm not saying that they are definitely going to be a great fit. So please do patch test, but this is this is my list. Honey, royal jelly, and propolis, three ones that can be really, really good. Centella asiatica is another one. Green tea, 
aloe, bamboo, and some people have even recommended to me and said that they have found snail mucin to be helpful with theirs as well. This is obviously going to be very, very personal. So, you know, you'll have to test them out and see which one works for you. But those ones are some ones that have some products that can be very soothing and relieving for the skin. So in terms of the best Korean beauty products that I would recommend to try at home, not to cure your rosacea, not to get rid of it, but to not inflame it further, just to gently nourish and soothe the skin while you are experiencing irritation. That is what this list is for. The first one, I have some cleansers for you. iUnique has a Centella bubble cleansing foam. And there are a couple of reasons that I like this product for people that have sensitized, damaged skin. The first one is that the bubble formulation is so gentle on the skin, really, really nice and gentle. It's pH balanced. Uh, It doesn't have ordinary water as the first ingredient. Instead, they've used 69% Centella Asiatica water as the first ingredient. And it's just a really nice cleanser to reduce any friction or irritation on the skin. So that's the first one. The second one, Subi Brightening Powder Cleanser. Again, just a really, really soft, gentle cleanse. Again, with Centella Asiatica as well, also low pH. So there are two options that I can give you that are just going to be really gentle on the skin. For your toning products, uh, I think you know, I would be opting for something that is completely free of fragrance and essential oils for this just to be on the safe side. One thing has a lot of single ingredient toners with really, really pared down ingredients list that I think can be good for people that have a lot of sensitivities and just damage in general. So some of the one thing products you might like to try are their Centella Asiatica one. They also have a mugwort extract as well. Two really nice products to try. Purito's unscented line might also be a good fit. They have their Centella unscented toner. Uh, And that one is, of course, completely free from the fragrances and essential oils, which are in the rest of their green level line. So that could be another good option for you, depending on what kind of product you like to use. Uh, When it comes to your essence, uh, again, I would be opting for something that is just aiming to minimize redness and irritation. And Dr. Suricle's Tea Tree Essence is a very, very lovely and gentle product. It's got 90% of natural tea tree extract. And of course, tea tree extract is not the same as tea tree oil. Uh, This is like a leaf extract. It doesn't have that tea tree scent or anything like that. It's a very, very gentle ingredient. Uh, So that is one essence recommendation I have for you. For your serum, Again, the Purito line might be a good option. This unscented Centella serum can be a really good uh, option for people with really, really sensitive and reactive skin. Uh, And again, if you are sensitive to fragrance and alcohols, which you may be when you're experiencing a flare up, then this is a good option as well. Moisturizers, there are a lot of nice products on the market for skin that is, you know, not in its best condition. A couple that I have for you. The first one is Illyune's Ultra Repair Cream, a very nice product. It's good for people that have itchy skin.
skin that have red sensitive or weak skin it's got panthenol five percent a great great ingredient one that i personally love uh, and it also has madacassisicide which is one of the key components in centella asiatica as well as ginseng and vitamin e so that one is a very good one for people that skin is very dry bone dry that is the one i would recommend if your skin is not bone dry but you know you are suffering a bit from uh you know damage a sensitive skin barrier then etude house's sunjong barrier cream is a nice one uh and that again also has some teleasiatica in it you'll notice a bit of a theme with the ingredients in these ones the other one that i can recommend is iliune's ceramide atto concentrate cream this is just a really basic moisturizer but a nice one for keeping the skin uh you know hydrated i would say i don't think it's the best option for people that have really dry skin uh, but this is just a good option a good basic moisturizer for people that are suffering from sensitivities and allergies as well uh, in terms of your masks benton actually has some really nice options if you are after a sheet mask that you can use uh, that you know might be a good fit and might uh, you know it's probably less likely to irritate your skin then two of their masks i can recommend are the centella redness mask and also their aloe mask they're both just nice and soothing hydrating nourishing cooling all of those kinds of things obviously one contains centella asiatica the other has aloe in it so those are ones that you can look out for if you you know would still maybe like to have the benefits of a sheet mask in your routine now some other tips that i can give you to just general tips the first one is sunscreen obviously if you are experiencing redness and the skin you know is not in its best condition you need to make sure that you it is not going to be further aggravated by getting sunburned uh, so please make sure that you still wear your sunscreen if you need recommendations for a product that is going to be the right fit from your dermatologist or your doctor have a chat to them you know if they have a, a particular go-to one that they love using with their patients I would have a chat to them about it uh, and then obviously we've already talked about the importance of using just gentle at-home skincare products uh, and then moisturize 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 make sure you give the skin back the moisture that it is going to need if it is experiencing you know just a lot of these kind of issues it's going to really dry the skin out and you're going to feel it so keep using your moisturizer uh, and you know make sure that you cover up your face when you're going out as well with a hat with sunglasses uh, you know try do all of those things to make sure that you don't aggravate it even further and then the other thing that you might want to have a look into and this is not necessarily my area of specialty however diet some people that suffer from rosacea do mention that they have really good uh outcomes following like a particular anti-inflammatory diet that would be something to, to talk to your your professional about your healthcare professional you know if they have some things like that that they would recommend to you i'm more just suggesting it as something that you might like to look into if you are experiencing that uh, so look i know in general particularly for something like this that is affecting women it is affecting you on your face that it can really start to affect your 
self-esteem. And if that is you, you know, I guess the first thing is just know that you are not alone. This is such a common problem. Millions and millions of people suffer from it as well. You know, if you are starting to feel a bit embarrassed about it, if you, you know, are just starting to feel really down about it, that might be another thing to have a chat to your doctor about. Maybe you can join a Facebook group or a support group. There are a lot out there for other people that are suffering from rosacea. But I know from firsthand experience that your emotions and your skin problems can often be really, really closely linked. Uh, So just know that there are, you know, options out there depending on how you would like to connect with people and talk to people but if it's really starting to affect you if you're starting to feel you know anxious and depressed about it that's another thing that I would recommend speaking to your doctor about as well you don't need to suffer through that alone sometimes talking to people about it can be really really helpful Uh, I know that sometimes you can feel like your skin defines who you are that your face defines who you are uh, but you know that you are not alone that is that is for sure and I think that is the other reason that the National Rosacea Society has designated April as Rosacea Awareness Month is just to educate people on the impact of this this is a chronic and a widespread disorder it affects a lot of people uh, so yeah if this is not something that you've had before then I hope that you've learned a little bit more if you have suffered um, then hopefully there have been some tips in here if you know someone that has rosacea and that you think that they would benefit from this or they would enjoy listening to this episode I would love for you to share it with them Uh, and yeah just know that you know this is a really really common thing that a lot of people experience there are options out there that can help there are a lot of different things so don't feel helpless you know don't feel like this is going to be you forever and you're not going to be able to escape from it there are there are options there are lots of different things out there so I hope that this has been helpful. I'm going to leave it here for this week and I will be back next week, of course, with some new episodes for you on Tuesday and Thursday. So until then, I will see you on Style Story. 